OMG. Okay, I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode. I kind of have like, I wanted to talk about the chorus launch, but then there's just so many things that I feel like I want to talk about. <laughs> um, because I haven't really recorded a podcast in over a month because I pre-recorded all of February's podcasts and then last week was a rerun and today's episode is like I have it outlined but I'm kind of like I kind of don't want to talk about what I said I was going to talk about so I don't know what I'm going to title this episode until I'm done recording it um but yeah welcome back to another episode of let's get into it I want to talk about the coronavirus because I had a really interesting experience um, with toilet paper. Apparently, toilet paper is completely sold out everywhere. Even on Amazon, even online. I couldn't order it off of Target.com, Walmart.com. Amazon was completely out. Um, I went to Costco. I went to Target. I went to Walmart. And all they had left was RV toilet paper, which I didn't even know was a thing. And then I was like on Twitter and on Instagram and people were saying that like, yeah, everyone is stockpiling toilet paper. Like people are buying it in bulk. And I was like, why toilet paper? Am I missing something here? Is there like a key piece of information about like that the coronavirus causes people to need like an obscene amount of toilet paper. I don't know. I'm not a prepper in any sense of the the word, but like if I were to be prepping, I I would buy, be buying like canned food and like water, not toilet paper. Am I like, I'm really curious. I think it's like one of those, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a social experiment type of thing where like when like a small group of people start hoarding and like buying up like all of one particular resource like everyone else wants to buy it because it was like honestly I I felt that tendency too because I only had five rolls of toilet paper this is a weird turn of things to talk about freaking toilet paper on a on this podcast but seriously like I think that we can really somehow turn this into a business learning <laughs> um situation because I had that feeling because I only had five rolls of toilet paper left and I was like okay like we're I'm gonna really be like conservative with my use because I can't find it anywhere. And then as I once I finally got to like my last store, which was Walmart, and I was like, they're completely out too. I was like, the next time I find toilet paper at a store, I'm going to buy like eight packs of it because I'm like so scared that they're not going to have it and I'm going to need it. And I was like, wait, this is this is why there's no toilet paper is because people probably have the same thoughts that I have. And you guys, I live in a I mean, it's not a terribly small apartment. It's very good for one person and but there's not a lot of storage. So I was like, even if I found a thing at Costco, that's like what? 48 rolls. I don't even know how much toilet paper comes at Costco, but it was like, where am I going to keep it? I'm going to have toilet paper like in my oven. Like it's going to be an overflow. But I was getting to that point where I was like, what? This is so weird. Um, So 
if I mean, I don't I'm not going to talk about coronavirus and like the medical sense of the thing, because I'm not a doctor. I don't really know anything other than what I've been hearing on social media and in the news. But I do think that it's a really interesting thing to look at where I think people are building up the hype around coronavirus. And I again, I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to get medical like because those are not my areas of expertise, clearly. But I do think that there's like a really interesting lesson that we can learn here that like when you get people to build up this hype, I think especially like the media, every single media channel is tracking the virus. People on, I mean, I'm going to talk about TikTok in a second. People on TikTok are making TikToks about it. Social media, like it's crazy. And I think when you build up this hype, like you're going to get more people um, either who are, are going to talk about it or speak out about it. Like it's just, it's crazy. And honestly, this is one of the things that I wanted to recap in today's episode about my launch was how I built up the anticipation and built up the hype um, around Pin Like a Pro and Pin Starter and how I did that. And a lot of it was through, I mean, my friends in the community are so amazing and people were creating YouTube videos about the courses and they were sharing it with their audiences. And so that gets that information gets exposed to their audiences as well. And so I think to have, I mean, obviously like my intentions with my course are completely different than the coronavirus. But I'm hoping that you guys can see the comparison here of like there's actually a really big lesson that we can learn about marketing is when you do get in front of new audiences, like it just, it's a trickle down effect. It's a domino effect, if you will. Like there were tons of people in my DMs that I had never met um, or connected with. And they were like, hey, so-and-so told me about your pin like a pro course and having to introduce myself and talk about those things. It was so much fun and I loved loved doing it. So if I could recommend anything for launching a course, it's definitely like utilize your network. And it doesn't have to be in a like you're not using people for their audience because if you're genuinely creating a product or a chorus or a service that's going to help people in their business, like you're going to feel so passionate about wanting to get more and more people to learn about it. Um, so I'm really, really grateful that I have created a network for myself of people who one, want to support me, but two, also care about their audience enough to be like, hey, I have a really great resource for you where you, if you want to learn about Pinterest, like, please reach out to my friend Brie. So if you are one of those people who shared it with your audience, created a YouTube, a blog post, put it on your podcast, whatever you did, thank you so, so much because I really, really saw a direct impact of how important it is to one, utilize a network and build up some type of hyper anticipation um, for a course. So the next thing I want to talk about is TikTok because I am a little like I have been waiting to talk about this because one, I didn't want to say anything to soon. You know, like I knew, first of all, TikTok used to be called Musical.ly and then Musical.ly turned into TikTok. I'm pretty sure it's like the same 
company or business. I don't know. But my stands on TikTok, I had it on my phone for two days and I had to delete it because I checked this the amount of time I was spending on it. The first day I downloaded it on my phone, I spent two hours on TikTok. That is far too much time. Um, I did learn some cool things. Like I think there is some content on there that's actually really valuable. Like there were people who were discussing um, like anxiety and psychology and narcissism and those types of things. And that like for me, I really enjoy learning about that kind of stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but then there were also like 12 and 13 year old boys and girls on there. And I was very uncomfy, <laughs> like to say the least. And I don't, I, I just, and I, then I see the older people. I'm not, and when I say older, I'm talking about like anyone over the age of 25 <laughs> on there who are also trying to make the same dance routines as these like freaking 10 year olds. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, and I'm trying to see how people can utilize TikTok for their business. Like, how is it actually going to grow their brand? Is it going to be growing their brand through making like 12 year old dance routines? I don't think so. But I do think that there is an audience on TikTok for people to for it to cross over to say like, hey, follow me on Instagram or check out my website. I do see people doing it in a way that's like very it's actually strategic and I respect the hell out of those of those folks. But yeah, like the the dance routine situation and I'm like, how is this related to your business? How is this growing your audience? I've already seen course creators come out with courses on TikTok and I, like I'm like that's kind of smart, but also I don't know how long TikTok is going to be around. I'm still, you know, like developing my whole, th <laughs> lack of a better term, thesis around TikTok. Um, I just think we see social media platforms go through phases. Like right now, I think everyone is phasing off of Facebook, um, at least in my generation. I think TikTok is definitely for like the younger kids. And I know Gary Vee is talking a lot about it. And I think he does have, have some valid points. But do I think that like creators like myself and other people that are also in my community need to be spending two, three hours a day on TikTok? Like, I don't know if that's the best use of our time, <laughs> to be completely honest. And I don't understand the comedy on it either. Like the whole outfit changes and like, I'm like, what is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be, am I supposed to be entertained? I'm just, I'm really like, I feel completely tone deaf to some of the stuff that's on there. Like, I'm like, what is this? Like, is this supposed to be funny? If you guys follow, we're on Vine. I loved Vine. Um, there is a guy that was on really big on Vine. His name was J Cyrus, like the letter J dot S-Y-R-U-S. And if you go to his Instagram profile in his highlights, he this is like he did this before TikTok was where it was at. This was like probably a year ago. He started um, screen recording TikToks 
And it's like, and I think that that kind of ruined it for me because they're like the worst of the worst TikToks, like where you're just like, what in the world are you watching? And I'm wondering, I'm like, do my grandparents like feel this way when they see things on YouTube or Instagram where they're just like, what is this? Like, do am I, I'm like, am I old? Like, am I, do I just not get it? Um, I really don't get the dancing thing. I just, I, and like the hip thrusting from like the 13 year old boys, again, am, I am very uncomfortable. It's like, I'm like, should I even be watching this? I don't know. That's just kind of where I stand on TikTok. I'm sorry if you guys are are like, I'm I love TikTok and like I took a course or I'm creating a course or it's working really well. Please explain it to me. Maybe I am just completely missing it. I just like I said, I don't think it's a place to spend an obscene amount of time. So after two days, I deleted TikTok off my phone. My life has been how it was before TikTok. (laughs) To be completely honest. Um, So yeah, that's just kind of where I stand on TikTok. I took a bit of a break last week. So if you guys have sent me messages or emails or DMs and I haven't gotten back to you, I apologize. I'm going to be trying to do that this week Um, just because I needed a break. Like I did not realize how hard I was working the entire month of February and especially creating two courses and then releasing them back to back it was a lot and I don't know why I didn't sit like register that in my brain of like maybe this isn't the best way to do it um but it actually it ended up turning out really well it was the most successful course launch I've had in the last two years of creating courses so it definitely worked out I think you know at and the at the end of at the end of the day. Um, but there were a lot of learning lessons and there were so many moving parts to launching a course. And now I kind of know what areas I like working with and what areas I don't. So hopefully the next time that I launch a course, I'm going to be able to outsource some work um, to some freelancers to help me out in certain areas where I was just like, this is like pulling teeth. And I really did not like doing <laughs> certain parts of, of, of the business at that time because my main goal, I mean, obviously with creating a course was I want to spend all of my time actually creating the course and making it as the best that I possibly could. Um, and there were certain days where I was like trying to do a section of the course, but I would be pulled in a different direction of having to like figure out like a MailChimp situation. And I'm like, Ugh, like this is not where I want to be spending my time. So there's definitely a, a lot of learning lessons and I want to do a, a longer blog post on what my launch strategy was, my core strategy. Um, I got a really good question. Someone asked me um, why I decided to not make it an evergreen course and close it, close the doors um, at the end of of the month and like what and he's like I understand that's like for scarcity and I was like I guess it I guess it could be perceived as you know creating like a scarcity mindset around like the availability of a resource aka like circling back to my toilet paper situation but for me it wasn't even a it wasn't even about that um so I really I there was just so 
many learning lessons in in launching pin starter and pin like a pro and um i'm really excited to relaunch them in the fall of this year so look if you guys aren't signed up um for my email list definitely do that i'll send you a guide to how to find keywords on pinterest and i'll include the link in the episode description so just swipe up or slide to the right depending on what platform you're on um and you'll get notified when the pin starter and pin like a pro course relaunches in either september or october of this year haven't decided specific dates yet but i will definitely let you know but through this whole the whole of last the whole of last month (laughs) I can't talk. It's so weird to not record a podcast and then record a podcast because you kind of forget how to speak, Um, but not really. (laughs) Um, But through all of last month of of February, um, one of the things that I think I completely undervalued was sleep and rest and making sure that I was still doing things that were fun. Um, I And I do this, this has been like a character trait of mine since I was probably in middle school, is I get, whenever I have a project, like I'm very full throttle. I'm very like, I want to get it done. I want to spend all my time on it. And I get almost tunnel vision. And I've noticed this pattern in myself like, like I said, since middle school, but especially since I started my business, like even just creating the website, like I would spend, I spent an entire weekend building it. I didn't leave my apartment. Like I was just so focused on just getting that done. Um, and my mom is this way too. So I think it might be a little bit hereditary. Um, but I still, I, my next launch, I really want to focus on making sure that I have, I don't want to say the word balance because uh, I feel like that just perpetuates perfection, especially for women. Um, that's a whole other podcast episode I can do if you guys are interested in that. But I really want to focus on making sure that I'm at least scheduling, going out with to dinner with friends or going to the movies or just going and cooking or doing something that I really enjoy because I definitely get so far away from that because I'm like I have to do this I have to get this done and it wasn't even that I was focused on like the results like I was like oh I want to make this much money or I want to have this many people enrolled in the course or I want it to be the best and perfect I wasn't that wasn't even my mindset I think I get I I really do enjoy the process of creating something I enjoy the process of starting a project and working on a project and I just kind of get lost in that I don't know if anyone else like experiences anything like that like has there been a situation like a project or a course or service or like something that you've done where you just like time becomes (laughs) like lost on you and you're kind of just in the zone I don't know that's kind of just how I was all of February and so I think the next time that I launch a course, I want to be a little bit more strategic about how I plan out my time and my days. And like I said, I think having, being able to hire some freelancers um, and independent contractors to come in and help me and maybe consultants, like it will alleviate a lot of the time that I was spending on things that I just like really didn't want to do. 
So, you know, you live and you learn. (laughs) But I really do miss recording podcasts. Um, I want to maybe do a bonus episode this month because I feel like it's been like a weird month too. I'm trying to get back into the flow of of what it was before I was, you know, working on the course. And it's honestly, it's hard to get, I'm not going to lie, it's hard to get into the, the flow and into like build back up that momentum. I definitely, I'm like, oh, did I lose it because I took that week off? But at the end of the day, I know that I needed to rest. I know that I needed to recalibrate. And so I knew that I was doing the right thing for my mind and my body. But I'm also like, did I do the right thing for my business? Um, So, yeah, again, just like a lot of questions and a lot of learning lessons in this last launch. And I'm really grateful that you guys are here and you're listening to the podcast. And if you took Pin Like a Pro or if you took Pin Starter or if you bought Pin Like a Pro, I'm so, so grateful. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next week. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.